0: good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here joining with me today for, oh, for me, what's now turned into a, yeah, it's a cold cup of coffee now. That's because it's 6 a.m. I made this coffee about, Oh, 75 minutes ago and this is my third podcast I'm recording today. <laughs> so oh goodness, I start off by recording um, my morning devotional podcast, which is uh, it was it's I'm trying to stay a day ahead. And so that's the one for tomorrow. And then I've got to get back into some consistency regarding the I hate anxiety podcast so that one is uh completed actually did i post that i haven't posted that one on facebook yet i need to get that done Uh, but it's on being kind to yourself and today uh, or i guess now i'm getting ready to record uh, the morning coffee one so I've got cold coffee now and I hope your coffee is definitely warmer I do not have a microwave in the office so I can't just easily warm it up so I'm gonna have to just struggle through a cold cup of coffee <laughs> well I want to um, talk about a little something that's been in the news the past few days and uh, it's just kind of a an interesting thing. I had seen a little bit about it. And then my son called up and said, D- have you seen what's going on? And, and he was just kind of excited about, you know, this kind of the, you know, the underdog, uh, going against, uh, the, uh, the bullies, you could say David against Goliath. Um, But it takes me back, which is where I want to start. It takes me back to junior year in high school and my history teacher. Now, I had three different history teachers in high school. I had Ed Allen for Illinois history. And, you know, I'm not sure if I had, uh, I must have had uh, Dave Watkins for a history class. Yes, I did. Freshman year, I, I had him for a history class. Uh, I don't remember which history one it was, but then I had Mr. Donaldson, Delane Donaldson, who is retired, and he uh, he does a lot of work with the uh, museum in Effingham at the old courthouse. But uh, I had him for American history, and the uh, I I don't I have to confess I don't remember a whole lot of his lessons, but there is one. I doubt if I'll ever forget. And it was about the stock market crash of 1929. And we actually, for a week that we were learning about that time frame, we played the stock market. And he would, you know, write up on the blackboard. Yeah, it wasn't a whiteboard yet. It was the old chalk blackboards. And he would have... Uh, changes in the stock market prices, and we would buy and sell, trying to win, trying to beat what was happening. And the thing was, we knew what was going to happen, the stock market crash of 29. But uh, how were you going to play the stock market and not lose everything? And what caused the stock market crash? And I'm going to give an oversimplification. But it was uh, a, a thing that was called buying on margin. The stock market was hot in the 1920s, and people were making money hand over fist. And there was this practice, this very risky practice, of buying um, stocks on margin. And what it meant was you could go to a brokerage firm And you could buy stock for 10 cents on the dollar. So you go in and you buy, you wanted to buy a dollar's worth of stock, you just had to put down a dime. If you wanted to buy a hundred dollars worth of stock, you had to put down $10. If you wanted to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth, you put down 10,000. And the idea was the stock market was so roaring that you just had to hold on to that for a short period of time and then sell it at a profit, pay back the the money that you, you know in essence, pay it with what the gains were you made, and you can make money hand over fist. You could make money because the stock market was going up, up, up. The problem was with the uh, margin calls, you, uh, uh, if, if the brokerage firm said, hey, we're calling in our margin call, you need to come up with the other 90%. Well, if you hadn't sold the stock, then you had to quickly sell it. And if it made a profit, you would get enough money. But if it dropped in value, you lost the money. And you better have enough in reserves because you're going to have to pay back. So let's go with a simple one. You had, uh, you wanted to buy $100 worth of stock. You put down $10. You owe the brokerage firm $90. And if that stock went down, let's say it dropped in half and you had $50 that you sold it for you still owe the brokerage firm $90. And so you, had, you, you, you give them the $50, and you have to come up with the $40 somewhere else. And people were dealing with large sums. So whatever they had in their savings, whatever they had in property that they owned, had to be sold to pay the debt. And if they were still in debt... Some people were in despair enough, you know, that would be in despair enough, they would take drastic measures. Well, here's what happened. There was a whole bunch of margin calls, and people started rapidly having to sell the stock, which then, with supply and demand, the stock price dropped because no one was willing to buy it at that point. And it dropped further and further and further, and the market crashed. The entire market crashed, plunging the United States into the Great Depression. But it didn't just happen here. It happened globally. The whole world was in a state of depression. Well, let me bring you up to what's happening now, in case you haven't been paying attention to it. You may have heard on the news, or in passing, or on Facebook, about Reddit, and you may have heard about Robinhood, and you may have heard about hedge funds. And what happened was hedge funds use a practice that sounds very similar. It's different, but it sounds similar to what happened in 1929. You see, you can make money by betting in essence, that a stock price is going to go down. So what you do is what they call and again, I'm doing an oversimplification and and I may be getting parts of it wrong because this is not my forte. But what's happened is with a short sell is you can borrow stock, sell it, and you have a certain amount of time till you have to return the stock to the person so let's say a brokerage firm or somebody owns a hundred shares of a stock and you believe that stock price is going to go down well you can b- borrow that stock and immediately sell it let's say that stock sells for ten dollars And you believe it's gonna drop by a good bit. And let's say you believe it's gonna drop 50%. So after you know a few weeks, the price drops on the stock and it's now at 50% of what it was. Now it's selling for five dollars, and you take you've you sold that one share. And now you buy, because you sold it for $10 and you're holding that $10. Now you go and you buy two shares for $5. You return the share to the person that you borrowed it from. And you've now made some money because you've got another share that you could wait and sit on or sell. And that's what these hedge funds are doing. But they're not doing it with one share. They're not doing it with you know, just a small amount of money. They're doing it with tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. And when you're dealing with that much stock, you can, either by buying or selling, you can affect the market regarding that stock. Now, what what appears to have happened is there's a little company called GameStop. They sell games. They're parked out in front of Walmart's a lot of times, and their stock was hovering, you know, around I think seventeen dollars a share, and a hedge fund sold, did did this this uh, short sell thing, and was selling a bunch of stock in that which would cause it to start to decline, then they were going to buy it back and return what they borrowed. But there were some people on Reddit, and Reddit is kind of like a bulletin board thing out on the internet. People can talk on a million different topics on these separate threads. And there were some people that saw this happening. And this community on Reddit, uh, that is, you know, they're pretty loyal to each other. Uh, it's a, there's a social networking aspect to it. They said, hey, this hedge fund is trying to hurt uh, GameStop. And we love GameStop because we're all gamers. And so they said, let's do something. Let's start buying Red or GameStop stock. And we can drive the price up. And this hedge fund that's trying to do this will lose. And so, and I don't, I think it was more than one hedge fund that was involved in this. So all of a sudden, all these people that are part of the Reddit community started buying up the stock. And the stock started inflating radically because there wasn't enough. Stock to go around for all the calls. So that drives the price up. So this stock that was selling at the beginning of January for something like $17 a share at one point hit like $490 a share. And so then there came the point where, and it settled down in the like $200 range. But now all of a sudden these hedge funds had to return the shares that they had borrowed. And in order to do that, they had to buy at the high price. Which means that they lost big time. One hedge fund that had a value in the hundreds of millions or possibly billion dollars went bankrupt, apparently. I don't know which fund it was but an interesting thing happened these companies like e trade or robinhood or some of the other ones where you and i can go out there and buy they shut they shut them down to an extent so people couldn't keep buying because these some of these different trading companies are owned by hedge funds so now all of a sudden these hedge funds are terrified that the common man is seeing how they play the game and they're playing it against them. And now if you look at what's happened over the weekend <laughs> with these different um companies they were trying to keep the the uh, gain, regain control over the buying of AMC cinemas and GameStop, and I think there was another stock that was had been targeted. Now they're saying, you know what? This is what was happening over the weekend. Reddit was talking about, hey, silver is undervalued. We could do the same thing with physical silver, not silver stocks, but actual physical silver. So the different companies that sell precious metals got flooded, (laughs) absolutely got flooded this weekend with orders to buy silver, which is driving up the price of silver. And some of these companies, they didn't have any more silver to sell. Their inventories were bought out, you know, with orders over the weekend, waiting for things to open up here on Monday. So, so uh uh today being Monday, you may want to just take a peek and see what's happening uh to some of these uh some of these things because we we've got an interesting circumstance taking place and uh and it has the potential of having a big impact. Um it's it's just it's I, I it's just kind of an interesting thing that's happening and a lot of people don't know about it. My son was kind of bringing me up to speed, so I started looking into it a little bit more and going, holy cow, there is this thing happening. So you you know you may want to just take a peek, see what's taking place And uh, again, you know, um, we live in strange times we're going to be able to tell our grandkids some interesting stories as far as what's happening and what happened. And anyway, thought I would just share that with you over a cup of cold coffee. So you guys take care. That's it for today. And we'll catch you tomorrow for another cup of coffee. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, if you're wondering what happened to the devotional portion of morning coffee with Larry, well, Starting January 1st, I split it off into an entirely different podcast called Morning Devotions with Larry. So if you're interested in finding how to get connected to that podcast, go to my podcast page, which is at podpage.com slash morning devotions all together like one word there. So that again is podpage.com slash morning devotions and you'll be able to link to whatever your favorite podcasting uh, platform is or you can listen to it directly there. So take a listen and we'll see you there. Bye-bye.